joining us for another Essence of Adolescence podcast episode. Hope you enjoy. The right person will know how to hold your love. The right person will choose you just as deeply as you choose them. You will not have to quit the way you care. You will never feel like you're too much. You'll not have to beg for the love you deserve. One day, you will be met where you are. One day, you will be someone's favorite thing. You will not be confused. You will not feel like you are fighting for someone who isn't fighting for you. One day, you will understand that it never mattered how tightly you held on to the wrong person, how intensely you tried because the right person the right people were always going to find you. Welcome back to another episode of Essence of Adolescence. Um, I haven't read a quote by a gentle reminder, uh, Bianca Sparsino, in a long time. So I figured I'd start off the episode with that. And I'm going to continue my streak of no guest for this episode, particularly with the topic um, of loneliness, being an introvert. Being by yourself, feeling alone. I mean, I consider myself all of those things and an expert in all of those things, so why not? Um, when I was in the seventh grade or eighth grade, there was this formal slash party that the school threw for us, I guess, as our goodbye and entering high school. And I remember being there, you know, out of my element, of course, as an introvert among many other people. And um, I guess long story short, I had a really shitty time. Um, I remember having almost this out-of-body experience (laughs) where I was watching myself interact. And I just, this just hit me. I, I felt so alone. And it was just that like sharp irony of being surrounded by so many people but feeling so utterly lonely. I just remember hearing these screaming voices in my head just like whisper to me, like, you're so different, you're so lonely, like no one likes you, you should leave. And again, long story short, I think I took off my uncomfortably small heels and walked home in the dark alone and just so you know I lived really close to where the party was being thrown this was a neighborhood school so (laughs) but I think it was like that night I had that big epiphany that I'm an introvert like I can't be around people all the time and I won't put myself in situations where I am and I think that kind of got a little dangerous because I was so good at taking myself out of those you know, social situations that I was by myself, I want to say, 23-7. Most of the day I was alone. And there's a beauty to that, you know, being an introvert. You learn how to be by yourself. Because I think loneliness and being by yourself is an inevitable part of being human, part of the human experience. But 
there's also that saying that everything should be in moderation. You know, just like it's bad to always feel the need to surround yourself by people, I think it's also just as bad to constantly take yourself out of situations where you should be by people. But then again, like, no one's perfect. I'm not like anyone in my family because everyone in my family is an extrovert. My mom talks to people. She's a counselor. She makes people laugh. My dad was a salesperson, so he has that whole personality. My brother has tons of friends, and my sisters had tons of boyfriends. And then there's me, the middle child, who has no one. And I remember making my dad so angry, but now that I'm older and I reflect, I learned that he was just confused, and so was the rest of my family. Because they didn't get what it's like to be around people and feel so utterly exhausted, or to just wanna, you know, just take a deep breath, because when you're surrounded by people, it feels like they're taking up all of your air, so you can't fully breathe in. You feel like you're suffocating. From a young age, I learned what I do when I'm starting to have anxiety. I started popping the knuckles on my hand and I started squinting like there was sun. I couldn't stop touching things. And for a long time, my parents thought I had ADHD because I was nervous when I was surrounded by people in a classroom. Sometimes I thought that, oh, I just like this person because they make me nervous when really I was nervous around everybody and I didn't know what it was. And so I basically cut off everyone, you know, I, I stopped hanging out with anybody that still somehow wanted to hang out with me at that point. And I didn't do it because of the results I thought I'd get. I didn't even know that I'd get these results that I'm about to share with you. I did it because I was just done. I was tired of feeling so exhausted and like I constantly had to prove something or and even though I knew it wasn't true, I just I just didn't want to be around people. And that was a first step to a journey of discovering that I was an introvert, but what I got out of constantly being alone 23/7 <laughs> was that I felt that way because I was not in a healthy relationship with myself. I didn't love who I was. I still don't. Sometimes I ask the question, would I date me? And a lot of the times the answer is no. And I don't, I don't know if we're all supposed to say, like, ask ourselves if we would want to be in a relationship with us or want to be at least friends with us. And I guess if the answer is no, that's a bad thing. I learned that though, and I developed a relationship with myself. A relationship that I didn't even have with myself before. I don't think I had a relationship with myself in the past. Being alone really slows down time. You just watch each second of the clock kind of go by. And so with that slow passing time, you just kind of have to get to know yourself. And I learned a lot about myself. I still am because again, like not much has changed. I'm still a very lonely person. 
but an optimistic, lonely person, you know, one who is okay with being that way. It's taken me years to be okay with walking into the cafeteria and sitting alone among people who are surrounded by their friends, laughing, talking, smiling. Because in the past, I'd look at those people that I'd see as I passed them on the street or as I'd see while I was walking down the hallway. I, I envied them. I hated them because they had something that I thought I tried harder to get than they did. I think I coped with it by blaming it on my race or my gender. You know, oh, I'm just black, so they don't want to hang out with me. But that's probably not true because now there's plenty of black girls in the school as I learned in high school, that have plenty of friends. It has to be me. It's me. I'm the problem. I'm the common denominator. What's wrong with me? I know as an adolescent, I'm not the only person experiencing this. Like I said, that feeling of being alone is a part of the human experience. I think we all should feel that way. But I felt it more and harder than a lot of other people. There are things that really suck about being an introvert. I think a depression more often than not develops by constantly putting yourself in positions where you're just by yourself, by yourself, by yourself. I think as adolescents, when we're by ourselves a lot of time, we're in you know, somewhat depressing spaces like our room or inside somewhere. And so, you know, that can get depressing and uh, that's kind of sucks. <laughs> no one, I mean, for a while, I didn't want to be depressed. But then that's all I had for a while. And I almost was attracted to the depression. I liked that whole persona that it gave me, okay? I started working with it, you know, okay, I'm just that girl. That's my thing. I'm that girl that's always alone. I'm that girl that doesn't talk at all in the back of the class. Or, you know, I'm that girl that, that sits alone at lunch every day. I'm that girl that, you know, they could say the most fucked up shit next to you and not care if they said next to me because I'm that girl who doesn't talk. She's not going to say anything about it. You know, like, I'm that pushover. I don't know. I just made it my thing. But, um, it, you know, it gets tiring for a while. Because you're never going to stop seeing people online or in person that look so happy. And that you see a happiness in them that you've never even exhibited. But are never going to not be curious of what it feels like. But then, as I said before, there is a beauty in, introvert, in, in being an introvert, you know. I would uh, like to say that as we get older... You know, you're going to start to see people in your life start to drop and fade away. And I think introverts just learn quicker than others that, you know, you're going to feel lonely in life and you're going to have to get used to it. So maybe I just got a head start to that feeling. This episode is supposed to be me describing on how I deal with it, but I don't know how I deal with it. I think making this podcast is how I deal with it. Because otherwise, I would just be having the same conversation, not to a mic, but to a wall, to the voices in my head, to a therapist. 
There's no right way to deal with it. Because it's so extremely subjective. It's all about your own thoughts in your head and your thoughts are an extension of your fingerprint. It's so evidently you. But I do want to repeat what I say in every episode that our generation is more lonely than anyone else. And that's because of fucking social media. I know. Whoa, I said it. But you can feel like in our generation, you have talked to people, socialized with people. While and at the exact same moment, you really were just sitting down alone for four hours. Because going on social media, laughing, commenting, liking, disliking, crying. That's a whole social experience that people 100 years ago felt and they go home socially drained but the difference between them and us is that we did it through our phones and they felt all those things in person so i can feel like i socialize at the end of the day because i tapped into every single emotion i had a conversation with someone through twitter and then i can go to bed sound asleep at night but i never left my room and that's that main, that key point that's missing. But it's scary. It's really scary. And the more interactive we get with our phones, you know, with AR and AI, the easier it is going to be for us to isolate ourselves. What about VR, too? I mean, now the phone is not coming into our lives we are going into the phone's world <laughs> it's it's crazy i hate that i hold the internet to like liable to everything though i think it's just me afraid to admit that it's not it it's me cuz there are plenty of people that can socialize in person and then go on their phones and do the same maybe it's my problem I think it's my problem. Okay, so the way you deal with it, the way you handle it, is ask yourself, what the fuck do you want? What do you do? How do you, what do you, do you want to be alone? If the answer is yes, then you're getting your wish. But if you don't, then work towards it. Because the sad truth is, it's harder to not be alone than it is to be alone. It's easier to isolate yourself than it is to surround yourself by people, at least for me. Because I'm not beautiful, and I'm not cool, and I'm not rich or thin or tall or smart. So people are not going to be attracted to me. I've got to find my way to manipulate them into liking me. You know what I've done? I've developed some sort of habit of being funny. That is what's worked for me. That is what's attracted people to me. That's, that's all I had for a long time. And if I can make you laugh, if I can entertain you like your phone does, then you would want to be around me. But the second I become a real person with feelings and other emotions that I provoke in you, you start to fade away, and so do I to you. So maybe, I don't know, you've come up with some sort of character trait that makes people like you. Because 
when you're alone for a long time, you learn about yourself and you learn about what kind of person you are and if you like that person or not. And if you don't, then what the fuck makes you think someone else is? So maybe figure out some traits that you like in yourself and then try to express them more when you're around other people. And that is if, if you're desperate. Because I wish we lived in a world where it was, it was easier to make friends than it was to be alone. You know, what if you had to actively work to be alone than it was to actively work to be around people? <laughs> maybe I'd make a podcast on how to be alone more. <laughs> no, but that's celebrities' problems. You know when we were like really young, there was this girl when I was in first grade, maybe kindergarten. Her name was Lauren, and she was older than everyone. She'd stayed in kindergarten a year older, a year longer. But and it's funny when I look back at it. But she was cool back then, right? Because she was taller and she had long blonde hair and blue eyes. Maybe I fucking like had a crush on her. I don't know. We became really good friends, but she was cool to everyone, everybody. And when it was time to partner up, everyone would run to her. And so looking back, like, what was it about her that attracted us to her? Like, what did she do? Why was she, why was it easier for her to be surrounded by people than it was to be alone? I don't know. Maybe you got to come up with that answer yourself. I literally don't know. And, like, that's the whole point of this freaking podcast, you know? Like, I'm an adolescent. I'm not supposed to give expert answers from non-adolescents. That defeats the whole purpose of this show. Maybe we're not supposed to know, but we're supposed to figure out and learn. Maybe it's a hit and miss. Like, what is something you did in the past that attracted somebody to you, that made them want to be around you? Maybe you try that again. Maybe it's, like, skincare products or hair care products. You know, you test out some products. If they don't work, then you throw them out and you stop buying them and then you try a new one. You read off of Reddit or Quora what worked and what didn't. And so you experiment from like actual one-on-one. Like, what did I do t- What did I do here that didn't work and what did I do there that did? Everybody's different. Everything is different. There's no right or wrong answer. The scary part about being an introvert is that we tend to like loneliness. It's not that we just want to be alone, but there's an attraction towards it. I like being alone, and that frustrates my dad. Um, I was out a couple days ago painting my parking spot for my senior year of high school, and my dad was literally everywhere talking to everyone, people in my own freaking grade, and I was there, you know, trying to focus on my work, occupy myself, look down, you know, I was touching my hands again, and cracking my knuckles we were outside so it made sense for me to do the whole squinting thing with my eyes and we I was I was in a rush to leave and he wasn't and I walked to the car and waited for him and and he was like when are you gonna change when are you gonna smell the roses you know when are you gonna look around and start to appreciate the people around you because they're not bad they're not gonna bite you It's the scary cycle of loneliness, of introversion. Like, it's scary because you, you're inside and you, you feel lonely and you start to develop a depression and then you go outside and then that anxiety kicks in 
And so you go back inside to avoid that anxiety. And it's just like this back and forth and you can never win. I can never win. So how about let's all just go back and develop that persona a little more. I'm going to go back to school and be that girl. That girl who's always by herself. Who doesn't talk in class or look up in the hallway. The girl you can't even call because she's got her headphones on. I kind of like being that girl. She's worked for years. Nothing horrible has happened besides the depression and the suicidal tendencies, but everything's fine. Everything's fine. Thank you for listening to another Essence of Adolescence podcast episode.